Hello, and welcome to season two of When Survival Looks Like Success. And today I have my first guest on, so it is really exciting for season two. And it's video, too. So, like, I'm excited that it's not just me on camera, even though I know you love seeing me. But we have somebody else here, too. <laughs> Hi, guys. This is Jacob from Crack Lens Media. And uh, one of the things I want to say is if you watched the awesome, awesome, awesome intro and outro for our YouTube, which you should be if you're listening audio, like go check us out on YouTube. Um, Tommy, the producer here from Probably Awesome Records, did the song, the original score, and the video was done by Jacob. Yeah. Yeah. So we had a lot of fun doing that. And it's really nice when you can um, just kind of have a concept and someone can create that. Because that's just invaluable. It's invaluable to have as like a content creator, but it's invaluable to have for anybody that has a creative brain to be able to have that execution. It just feels so fulfilling, like so good, so well-rounded. Um, I want to thank everyone who voted for us in our Detroit Best of Detroit 2023 for Best Podcast. So we're going to be on pins and needles for a few months waiting to see if we get a second year in a row and get that top three placing. So I'm really excited about it. Go vote. Go it's vote. It's easy. Yeah. It's a click of a button. Exactly. I think you need an email. You do. If you don't have an email, I'll make a Gmail for you. Did you up. vote? Yes. Okay, Multiple good. times. Multiple times. Okay, I have four good. emails. Oh, see? There you go. But I only voted three times because I'm locked out of the fourth one. Oh, uh, okay. So before it. we get into the episode, um, I wanted to tell Jacob about my fork situation and why I've only <laughs> eaten cookies today. <laughs> And I know this has nothing to do with the episode, but I still think it's a very valuable lesson for everyone that's listening. <laughs> so I knew this was going to start like this, and I this, love it here. This was. So um, I am a moron and decided to get food delivered today. Okay. Um, but I did not ask for a fork, and I did not have forks at work, and everything was kind of wet. And, like, a little bit mushy. So unless I was pulling up, like, a vegan Italian, like, stuffed pasta shell in my hand and eating it like a caveman at work, which I'm doing massage, so um, I'd have, like, marinara all over my hands. Um, Is it good loop? Like I mean, I could be, yeah, right? Unless I'm, like, squishing, like, pasta all over somebody. It's just not a good idea. And so I screwed myself. And so the only thing I had today at work was cookies because I hosted um, a sunrise seminar today for my networking group. And so I just like ate a cookie every two hours. And considering I have a photo shoot in 10 days, that probably wasn't a great idea. Y'all had a beautiful spread. You didn't get none? I had, no, I had, no, I got fruit, but that was this morning at like 7 a.m. So uh, word to the wise, if you order lunch, make sure you have utensils or else you'll be like me, just like bottom feeding out of, you know, the cookies at my work. Okay. So anyways, that's my that's my story. That's your advice for the day. So um, without further ado, let's get into the episode. So I met Jacob this past year when I decided I wanted to try modeling again for a stint because I am a notorious career hopper. <laughs> Not that you know anything about that. So, and for anyone that follows human design, I'm a manifesting generator or a man gen, which pretty much just means an idea machine. So I kind of just saw him first and I was like, oh, he's got such a cool look. And then I met him and then I worked with him modeling and then he did my photography and it just kind of kept like rolling from there. And now we like do everything together and have to see each other once a month or I don't know, we explode or something. So, <laughs> 
One of our first conversations was really deep, really fast. And when you want to open up to a stranger, it's very telling of the kind of energy that exists in that space. I think that is like hands down one of the best ways you can tell if you're going to be able to like jive with somebody and work with somebody. If you're like, oh, I want to tell the stranger about my whole life. Um, And so one of the things we discussed was that we've both kind of had it rough in our lives. We had to be really independent very early and work like hell for everything we have accomplished. So let's get right into it. (laughs) Hello. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to hear a little bit about your background and your childhood and kind of what's led you up to where you are now. I was actually just having this conversation in the car yesterday. Um, So, guys, I'm Jacob. I go by JT now. Um, I'm from Pontiac. I grew up on the north side. Um, Baldwin baby. Anybody from Pontiac knows what that means. Um, yeah. I'm um, telling him to get a little closer. Sorry. Can and my voice is a little closer? hoarse. I just got out from being under the weather, so excuse my voice. Um, but I grew up, uh, we didn't have a lot of money when I grew up. Uh, my parents divorced when I was a really, really young kid. I believe I was two. I think my brother was three. Mm-hmm. Um And, you know, a lot of people say, you know, don't expose yourself, you know, too much. But me, I'm a public person. So, you know, my fullest extent is, you know, like I had an alcoholic father. I don't have a relationship with my father currently. You know, it's something that a lot of people in America struggle with, especially young men. Um, Not having a father. We're actually doing an upcoming episode on that about growing up without each appearance. So I have someone coming Guys, I'll be back. (laughs) Now I have someone to talk about that. But um, that is because it makes a big impact on your education, your business, like everything in your life. It's, uh, I think, like, uh, I think... I've met more people that at least have like one parent they don't talk to than like than people that talk to both parents. Um, and I think it, yeah, people don't realize like especially whether people believe it or not, but like you need a man as a father or you need a father as a man. Like you need uh, uh, somebody that is a good role model as a as a man to help teach you along. So you know, um, I'm not the only one. Like a lot of uh, you know, the best thing about my friend group is we all kind of. It's not good that we all grew up like that, right. but um, we all kind of got to learn each other you know at the same time um and by learning from each other it helped us like literally become way better men um so that was like a big thing like i always just stuck around good men um same kids i have around were like the ones that were like you know go through it the same we all grew up like at one point we all lived at my friend's house there was five of us we'd sleep in a a queen size bed literally five of us we'd sleep there for like three weeks in a row because we didn't want to go home because home life was shit you know parents weren't home or somebody was drunk somebody was getting beat like we all like a lot of us got abused as kids um so that was like a struggle and then like uh worked my ass off like my senior year went to go to college uh was really excited i had a chance to possibly play baseball there um not in my freshman year but what um, position did you play center field shortstop left field um but they cut the program there so i decided just to go and i didn't care about baseball anymore i just wanted to go for school um explore a little bit so i went down to university of akron um i lost some family members um that was really rough at the time Uh, i lost two family members literally probably like my first three weeks of being in class at semester uh so i imagine being away from home that i had to get rent back um so i had i lost all my college like uh i was on scholarship Took about, uh, I'd say, like $15,000 just between my move there and home. So it took a lot of money out of my pocket, you know, just between parents and shit. So I came home, 
was broke for probably like six months. And then I got a really good job. You know, I was honestly in a really good swing of life. Uh, I was an assistant manager at AT&T, best job I, I generally had out of high school. That, that was the first job where I kind of got that, ooh, let's do this life thing. I'm all right. I'm going to be cool. Uh, and then I got sick when I was there. Um, and that's, that's uh, honestly, that's more or less, I think, where my story kind of starts because I kind of got to restart. Um, so a lot of people know this story, but obviously there's a lot of people on here that are going to be hearing this for the first time. And I want people to hear, you know, real story. So I, I almost passed away in 2019 or uh, at end of 2018, early 2019, I was sick for like nine months. I was like a week away from like kidney failure. Uh, I lost like 60 pounds. I lost like, I was like 60,000 in medical debt at one point. Um, what did they diagnose you with? So I had like a bug in my stomach that didn't allow me to use the bathroom correctly. Oh, like, like a parasite? Not like a parasite, like literally just a bug that I swallowed and it just like burrowed into my Whoa. intestines. So I couldn't use the bathroom regularly, but at the same time, I was smoking like way too much weed at the time. <laughs> and I was smoking Around for a lot of people. So... Did you get toxicity? Um, so it's kind of, so what what it's called, it's called CHS, which is, uh, it's cannabinoid hyperemesis or hypermesis. I forget how to pronounce it. Hyperemesis. Hyperemesis, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's just like, it's kind of like being allergic to weed. And, uh, you know, for me, weed was always a, hell yeah, this is a medicine for me. Like, I need this shit. Uh, so it was definitely like, uh, that's where my life kind of just like restarted. Uh, I really had to like refine out who I was generally as a person. Like I came out of the hospital. I hadn't seen, I mean regular human contact in literally months wow. uh i had been misdiagnosed a pill in the hospital mm-hmm. so like there was a lot of shit that i went through you know but uh i say that to say that like it it uh it gave me more like a seriousness for life there was a point in time in life where i was like i'm good i don't want to be here like and that's just you know when survival looks like success well that's the survival part right. like i survived for a really long time and coming out of the hospital like you know, I had just had a couple experiences in the hospital. I was like, I, I still want to be here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, ain't, I ain't done yet. My purpose. So uh, I came out of the hospital. I was just like, I, I knew I wanted to take life seriously. So uh, I got an opportunity to start driving trucks um, for like three years. I was uh, two to, I'd say two to three years on and off. I was getting What kind of CDL do you have? So I, it wasn't CDL. I honestly uh, just had a show first. I was working for a really cool contractor out of Chicago. Uh, but he had me traveling to like Virginia, uh, Atlanta, uh, Chicago, back up to Detroit, back out, stuff like that. Uh, but that actually led to uh, my camera journey. So, like, this is a story I always tell everybody. My One of my best friends, Yacht Got Driz. You guys can look him up on YouTube, the Yacht Got Driz. Um, he shot a music video for me back when I was starting to get into music a little bit, which I might get back into this year. I know. Um, now, now you've been telling me, and there it goes. <laughs> I know. It's over now. I know. Um, he just sucks you in. He, like, we literally were just shooting, and I was shooting iPhone pictures. He's like, yo, you ever thought about picking up a camera? And I had quietly did, so I picked it up. And after that, like, the rest has just kind of been, like, honestly, it's been a whirlwind. Um, just, uh, I say this, a lot of networking has got me to where I'm at. And just, like you said, the, the very first conversation we had was generally about just life. I was we're like, 20. let's talk about the horrible things going yeah, on in our we lives. Yeah, we talked about, like, we're not going to air it out on about, air, but we talked yeah. about some shit. I know we're about to shoot together. <laughs> But let's talk about why we're depressed today. It was and yeah. it was it was a great bonding moment. But like just like this one, like yeah. that's that's how I've uh, I've I think I found my place not only in the world but like in both of my industries is just being a very transparent person not only with my story but with the industry. I think it's something that we all need and stuff. So I just I've tried yes. to carry that along, and that's how I generally just got here. It's just continuing to just be transparent and understand that like yeah, you go through a lot of shit. I'm broke as hell right now, but guess what? Six months from now, I'm not gonna be broke. So. We get through and we mm-hmm. survive and then we turn into success later on. 
So um, this episode, because I don't think I announced it because I was talking about my fork issues, um, <laughs> is called How to Survive Survival Mode. And so survival mode is not just like a fancy buzzword, yeah. right? I don't think of it as a concrete definition, though, either. It's one of those terms that just means different things to different people. And so for me, survival mode is like a boiling teapot. Like, I think of the lid on top, right? The water's, like, brimming up, the heat's rising, and the whole time you're this vessel, like, this container, and you're trying so desperately to just not, like, spill out everywhere. That's what I see in my mind when I think of survival mode. It's, like, this culmination of wanting to give up and quit and hold everything together at the same time. It's desperate, and it's chaotic, and it's fucked up, and it's just it's just so fucked up, right? <laughs> All at the same time. And so that's, like, my, like, feelings and metaphors and visualizations of, like, survival mode. So, like, what is survival mode to you? Like, what do you see? What do you feel? What is What does it feel like organically to you? Because, obviously, you've been in it a lot. Yeah. Um, so, like, honestly, that's kind of a, that's kind of a hard one. Um, so, I mean, honestly... I don't even think I knew what it was. Like, at first, I didn't even... Like, when you're that young... I mean, I, I was... Lived in my own house at 17. Like, my parents kind of moved out. Um, and I literally had a friend or two that would literally live with me that I would pay for at the time. And so, like, survival to me is, like, there's three kids sharing a house together, like, just trying to get some food together to get through high school, you know what I'm saying? So we can get adults and take care of ourselves because clearly, like, it's harder as a, as a youth than when you're 25 years old. Um... I think survival to me looks like a lot of fucking manic. <laughs> uh, Man. I mean, a lot. You know me. I'm very loud. I'm very. Um, so I think my survival comes through a lot of like abrasiveness. Just like I, I'm full throttle at all times. I think that's a lot of my survival because I feel like if I slow down just a little bit. Ain't we're no, we're not going nowhere if I stop. You know what I mean? So I think it's a lot of uh, when I'm especially like surviving the survival process. It, it looks like a lot of tired. Um, but believe it or not, uh, it shows. So I think that's the thing about like when you're in survival mode, when you're in that phase and that does look like for some people, survival mode, it takes a really long time to get there. For some people, survival mode is fast. It's like, yeah. here's a crisis and I'm instantly in survival mode. Yeah. Right. I feel like it's one of those things where anything you say, anything you do, it really should just be forgiven. Like, you should have some grace given to you, and you should have some grace and forgiveness for yourself. Because the things we do at that point are out of desperation. Like, we might do things that 20 years down the line, you're like, how did I do that? How did I get through it? I can't believe that. Um, you know, maybe even you feel things like shame or fear or you're appalled at your behaviors. Because there are certain things I look at that I've done in my past that I'm like, oh, my God. But then I'm like, wait. No, you were in, like, a really bad fucking place. Yeah, and you need to, like, forgive yourself for that shit. And there's like, two, There's a lot of shame, I feel like, when it comes to our actions. We're still, like, a little bit stuck in our sins, right? Yeah. What's good? What's, what's bad? bad? <laughs> yeah, your moral ethics and stuff like that. But there isn't one timeline. There isn't one, oh, like, yeah. concrete line that we have to follow for that. Because, like, if you're at the best of your abilities, you're going to be very... You're going to be functioning very, very differently than at the worst. And I feel like that's just something that's not brought up enough, you know? I mean, I I think I've understand that fully because 
I think the biggest problem with survival mode also like it kind of ties into that, but also it's like an add on is like, I think it comes like that because people also don't even realize when they're in survival mode a lot of no. the times, you know what I mean? And so when they're in survival mode, it, they're not thinking about anything because they don't think they're in survival mode. They think that's normal. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And so if, because you can they, be in it for yeah, years. Because you can literally be in it for years. I mean, I've been in it. Like, I got fired one time and I, for six months. I was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. No right. job. I'm fine. And then I was like, oh, shit. I got to get a fucking job. I'm right. not fine. Like, now I got to survive. Um, so, like, I think it. I think that would uh, start to be less of an issue if we got to a point where people truly, like you said, understood their survival mode. Like the, when they understood there's a, a certain thing they do when they're in that mode and they can signify it themselves and they can be like, hey, I know maybe keep a heightened sense on my own actions or, th- you know, and things like that. Or, But also keep a heightened sense on others' actions, knowing that you now know what your survival mode is. You can look at other people and say, hey, I do that. You know what I mean? So you could, it helps to decipher on both ways. It helps you, but it also helps other people. So, um I also think that like the hardest part about survival is you don't know when it's ending. Like yes. that's the hardest thing. Like it's you, like the unknown, <laughs> like, the indeterminate factor. You want it to end, but you're like, okay, I think I did enough. And then you're like, oh shit, I I didn't turn off the microwave or some shit. Like, <laughs> isn't it funny? Like I know when I'm in survival mode, it's like the dumbest shit. I think of the dumbest shit. I lose my wallet. I yeah. <laughs> and and you start getting sloppy, right? It's like I'll put my phone in the fridge. Like I'll like lose my keys. I'll be like She'll forget to ask for silverware when I'll she orders takeout and she has to eat dry ass cookies. And it's so true. Like the cookies were not dry. They were just there. But <laughs> I mean, but that's yeah, it's like when something's compromised, you know, we can only do so much. I know. And actually, it's so funny that you brought that up because it's like, I didn't really think I was in survival mode, but I've been dealing with all this vertigo. So probably part of my brain is. Oh, yeah. For your, was it your flight? Yeah, I had a really bad flight. <laughs> yeah, I remember home. reading your statuses. Oh, my God. I'm still screwed up. And so I have to go to get my artery scanned tomorrow. And it's like this kind of scary process. But it's like, yeah, there's part of my brain that probably right now is in survival mode. Yeah. And that's why I can't. <laughs> that's why <laughs> I didn't eat <laughs> So. I got a half mushy. Pasta chefs at home. Yeah, my pasta massage. We're not doing that. <laughs> so, okay. That will not be a breathe for a day. <laughs> no. Maybe breathe east, like the same closure. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so what is your advice for someone to begin attempting to get out of survival mode? Because I do feel like that is a very elective decision. Once you're like, okay, you didn't know you were there. Now you're kind of like, this is not okay. Yeah. I, I can't do this forever. So, you, like, you have to actually make an established change. You have to make an action, right? So what is your advice for someone trying to get out of that into a more livable way of existence where you don't feel like you're just trying to get through the day? So, like, where does one point end and where does the new one begin? So, like, we're on video today, so I'm going I'm to roll up my sleeves. And it's probably hard to see, but uh, I have on my arm, it's tatted. So, like, yeah. this is very, very simple, and I and know it it's says, small. And are you it ready says, Breathe. And yeah. that's the name of my business. Like, how fucking cool Universe is that, stuff right? happens, right? Universe. So I know it's so simple, but, like, I, it's something for me. Like, that's my one of my – when I'm in survival mode, I don't breathe. Okay. You're uh, holding I mean, your breath. You can hear me on the podcast. I almost – like, I, I talk a million miles a minute. So the last year, um, my biggest way to get out of survival mode generally is 
I've had to just learn to shut the fuck up, sit the fuck down, and breathe. Like it's, We've had to tell you to shut yeah, the no, fuck up. Yeah, no, literally. And like, fix people my tell fucking that, eyebrows. People <laughs> tell you that actually all, like a lot. No, like, since literally. I met you, they're like, you need to like stop. Uh-huh. And <laughs> stop talking. And so that's literally what I would tell people is just, just stop. Yeah. It, it's and it it sounds so you know obviously there's gonna be somebody that listens to this and they're gonna be like yeah fuck you it's a lot easier than you said than done but yeah. I understand you know it, it's something that's very very hard and it's so funny that it's it's literally the only thing that you need to do as a human to stay alive it's is drink the, water right. it's like the most primary like that's literally it and we're simple and we all forget to literally it, it's that simple we forget yeah. to be a damn human for literally so many times just for thirty seconds and. Sometimes even the difference between going into survival mode and staying out of it and like not letting yourself breach that gap is also just breathing. Like it, it's such a useful tool. Um, even in sometimes like, you know, cause sometimes we go through survival modes that aren't due to any cause of ours. Sometimes it no. is our fault. It's, it's based off our actions, but sometimes like, Hey, I don't know. Somebody rear ended you in traffic and it's not your fault at all. Well, now you're in survival mode cause you got to get to, a sunrise seminar and then you got to get to breathe for a non-pasta massage (laughs) and you know and so like you're because life is still going on if you're in survival mode you're kind of in like this cocoon right but the world is still what i call myself at that time the world is still spinning things are schedules are still happening actions are still happening like there's there's only so much you can stay there because then you're missing out on your own life. And I always think that I'm like, I'm missing out on my own fucking life. I named my business breathe because I opened it in 2020, obviously when everything was shit. And it was like the only thing you could control. The world was so out of fucking control. And that was the one thing you could control. Even that it was covered with a mask. (laughs) Yeah. And it was even hard, right? It was compromised. So it was like, it just became like a really intense metaphor that it was like, okay, like, I've got this. I actually, I want to say, we're going to find out after the podcast because okay. uh, she actually is the one that got me the tattoo. Yeah. Uh, I think we got them in 2020. We imagine what I think. Okay. I think we got them in 2020. So that's that's even crazier because, yeah, it was like Wait, actually in a time when I was in a survival mode when she got this. Like, I, there was just a lot of shit going on. Life, you know, life happens. It was not too long after I'd gotten out of the hospital, was still going through it, you know, physical rehab, you know, getting out of being misdiagnosed a pill she literally drove me around a circle for like 10 minutes and then took me a tattoo shot i was like yeah yeah right you just gotta breathe and i generally now i just sit down and so i, I tell people like you said I, that's why i love the spa and breathe like it's, it's so simple and it you can say it to somebody so peacefully and they won't listen because they don't think they can do it and yeah. it's like no bro sometimes just literally breathe um the other thing i'd say is don't be scared of yeah. shit um, and you know me to the fullest, like, guys, don't be scared of nothing. Like, stop taking life so seriously. And I say that with everything in me, like, you're going to go through some shit. But if you learn yourself, you learn to love yourself, you'll get through it. And you got a lot of people in this world that are still good people. I know everybody's always cranky all the fucking time on social media, but there's great people in the world. So there's great people. Don't be uh, don't be afraid to reach out. And I know that sounds so crazy, but we don't got to be in survival mode alone. Survival mode doesn't have to be alone. You see Survivor on TV. They come in teams when they get there. That's true. So, guys, just breathe. Ask for help. That's it. it. I mean, it's it's simple. Trust in other humans. That's how, that's how I started healing. It's how I got out of every survival mode. Mm-hmm. 
Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. So please tell people how they can find you on social media. You guys can follow me on social media. We'll start with Instagram. It's uh, J-S-I-D-O-C-K-45. That's my modeling page. That's kind of like my personal page, modeling page, uh, BTS and stuff like this. Uh, my media page for Instagram is the letter J, the T-H-E photographer. 45. That's my media page. Um, that's where also you can find our brand, uh, Phoenix Flames, that I work for, um, work with, I should say. Uh, check us out. We're getting ready to go to Manhattan. Facebook, uh, you can find me as first name, last name, which uh, probably be in the show note podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, you can also find my business for my media page, Cracked Lens Media, is on uh, Facebook as well. Cracked Lens Mafia. Cracked Lens, Lens Mafia. And I just got monetized today, so send me some stars. Yes. Boom, boom, boom. Appreciate it. So you and can, thank you. I appreciate yes. it. Just so you guys know, this is one of my favorite people. She gave me my first public uh, speaking panel. For Coterie so, Detroit. Coterie Detroit. Yep. So it was really, really cool. Uh, I got to be a part of the Sunrise Seminar. So um, other than when survival looks like success, guys, go check out the spa. Like she said, they're expanding into St. Clair Shores. Yep. So that'll be Breathe East. We'll debate on the pasta massage. But seriously, guys, go vote <laughs> for real. Third year in a row. You guys better go on there. What is it? Best uh, Our Detroit. Our Detroit. Best of Detroit. If you don't have the link, I have it and she has it. And I'm guessing it'll be in the show notes of the podcast. Yeah, probably. we do. Yeah. Better. Make sure you guys go vote. We'll find you if you don't. Mm-hmm. But not like in a scary, threatening way. We're not doing that. You can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook at When Survival Looks Like Success. Rate us, share us, interact with us. And what are topics you want to hear? What stories do you want to share? We love hearing from you directly. And I just want to say, take care, my friends. Peace. Bye.